Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I'm feeling a little bit sassy today, and so I'm going to talk about one of the things that irks me about the financial industry and just irks me when I see it so often in the community of millennials who are working to get ahead with their finances. It really irks me. So I'm calling it out. I'm calling it out. And not only am I going to call it out, but I'm going to tell you the four reasons why I'm against it. And then also four things that you can do instead um, to turn what can be a really negative experience into a positive one. So let's dive in to me roasting this practice. (laughs) Who's ready? Okay. I am, so today, this happened today. This has happened before, but it happened this morning. I am, I open my phone and I, I get tagged in something and I see it, and it is someone with great intention. Let me just say this before. Someone with great intention tagging me in a no-spend week or no-spend month. I can't remember. No-spend month, I think is what it was. And I said, because I'm telling you, I'm feeling sassy, I'm like, oh, screw you and your no-spend month. I said that out loud. I'm like, I'm so dramatic. But here's why. So I'm going to talk about this phenomenon that's going on in the financial industry about having a no-spend month or a no-spend week. So the premise behind this is, okay, let's, in order to get a hold of our finances and in order to get ahead with money, let's spend no money for a month no money for a week, no money for however, 14 days, 14 day, no spend money challenge. Like it's all over Pinterest. I'm like, blah. And the premise behind it is let's spend no money. Therefore we have more money to put towards debt or put towards savings, whatever. And the premise and the intent behind it is great. Okay. The intent behind this is amazing. And if you've ever led one of these or you've ever promoted one of these or you've ever done it yourself, I am absolutely not coming at you, even though my first reaction was screw you in your no spend month. I am not coming at you because I understand your intent behind it is to get ahead with money and to take control of your finances. And that's amazing. Okay. I am not at all, at all coming at you. However, I want to talk about, I want to call out this practice and why I personally think it sucks. So when we have a no spend month, let's talk about the four things, the four reasons why I think this is not good and why we shouldn't be doing this, why we should end the no spend month, no spend week. Number one, reason number one, 
a no spend month leads to it, it is restriction, which leads to like binge spending. If you tell yourself you cannot have something, what do you want? You want more of it. Let me give you two examples. When I was a kid, I loved like the pool. We'd go to the pool. It was a great day when it was a pool day. And we would, you know, you know, you and your friends, you're young and you're like trying to dunk each other. And that one time your friend dunks you and they hold you under just like one second, you know, too long. You come up for air, you know, you get above the water. What happens? You're like, (gasps) that's what happens when we get, when we say no spending, no spending, no spending. When something comes, happens and we come up for air, all of a sudden we're like, I have to spend, I have to do everything. We like something triggers inside of us and we're like, I have to spend it all. We're like the Hulk and we have to go and spend. Another example, um, recently I, um, really wanted this pair of shoes. It's not even that I really wanted it. It just, they kept triggering me with, not triggering me, but like they kept targeting me. That's what I mean with Facebook ads. And I'm like, oh my gosh, those shoes are so cute. Um, but I can't, it like popped up in Christmas and I was like, you know what? I don't really like need or want those shoes that badly and it's Christmas time. And like, I want my spending to go somewhere else and whatever. And then it was January and I was like, oh, you know, I am really, I, I kept seeing those shoes again. And I'm like, oh, I really like them. But like, I just, you know, I want to spend money on other stuff. So I think I'll just like hold out. And then recently they, those shoes came up and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in and see what pair I would like because I really don't have that much planned spending right now in my um, allocated spending for shopping. Maybe this is the month that I'll go and get them. Like, that feels really good for me. So I go in, I click. I'm like, this might be the month. I decide what pair I want, and then I go to click the shoe size, and they don't have my size. Instantly, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so annoyed. Why don't they have my size? I need my size. Like, I can't believe they don't have them. I want, like, I sign up for the email to get notified when it comes back. I'm like, I cannot believe this. I'm so mad I want these shoes. Because I couldn't have them. I wanted them 10 times more. When we tell ourselves, I can't spend, I can't spend, I can't spend, it leads to us wanting to spend more in an unhealthy way. And so that's reason number one. It leads, it's restrictive, which leads to us binge spending, okay? Reason number two that I, it does not, um, you know, I'm not a fan of no spend months is because it enforces that spending is bad. Okay. What are things that people give up, you know, for Lent? It's like sugar because it's not that good for me. Um, maybe swearing because I, I, it's, I feel like that's not good for me. I personally like love swearing. You guys know I, I'm a, you know, kind of have a mouth of a pirate, but that's fine. Um, but I don't know, like chewing tobacco because that's terrible for my lungs. Like we give up things that are bad for us. So if we say to ourselves, I'm not going to spend for a month, we are enforcing the belief that spending is bad. And if we have the belief that spending is bad, it is going to lead to guilt and shame. It is going to lead to guilt and shame, which leads into reason number three. If you have a no spend month, it makes you feel guilty about all spending. 
it makes you feel guilty about all spending. So here's the thing. During a no-spend month, the premise is you're not spending any extra money. You're still paying bills. You're still paying rent, but you're not spending anything extra. What happens, and I know this because I've done it before. Back in the day, I used to do these all the time, and they never worked. In fact, they led to like worst, worse spending habits and way more out of alignment. Um, but anyway, it makes you feel guilty and it makes you feel bad for all spending. I would do these no spend months back in the day and I would hate paying rent. I would feel guilty paying my bills. I would feel resentful paying for my utilities because I was under the impression that all spending was bad. And so I felt guilty and I felt resentful and I felt mad for any spending that I had to do, any spending, not just shopping, any spending. And here's the truth. Here is the truth. Spending is not bad. But when we tell ourselves it's bad and we believe this lie that spending is bad, we start to live like that. So we start to feel guilty and we start to feel shame and we start to feel resentment towards all spending, which trickles into money, which trickles into money. So we start feeling bad about everything. We start feeling embarrassed about where we're at. We start feeling guilty for our student loans. We start feeling all of these negative feelings around money. And when that happens, are we getting ahead? Are we feeling confident? Are we feeling empowered? Are we doing all these things? No, the opposite. We're going deeper and deeper into this, which is my reason number four. We're going deeper and deeper into this guilt and shame vortex, which leads us to getting more and more behind. And not just more and more behind financially, but more and more behind when it comes to feeling empowered around money. Because when we're in the guilt and shame vortex and we just, you know, we had a no spend month, but we ended up buying something. We ended up buying a dress for a friend's wedding and then we feel terrible about it. But then the dress doesn't fit. But because we feel so terrible, we don't return it. It just ends up sitting in our closet. Or because we spent the dress and we already screwed up. Well, I already already am a screw up. I didn't make it for the no spend month. What's the point now? Might as well go spend. And then we spend even more out of alignment. We spend more money and it ends up impacting us more negatively than before. And so this, this idea that we shouldn't spend it is is really enforcing these terrible and negatively impacting beliefs on us over and over and over every day. So that's why I get my, you know, panties in a bunch about this. And that's why it just, I become like the Hulk of money coaches when I see people do that. And, and again, it just like kills me because people, people will tag me in it, like to show me that they're working on their finances. You know, they'll be like, Chloe, look at like, look at how well I'm doing. Like Chloe, look, I'm out. You inspired me to care about my finances and now I'm doing this. And I'm just like, Oh, breaks my heart because I want them so deeply to get ahead. I, it, I like, I am so freaking proud when people tag me and stuff about their wins, whether they're clients or not. I get tagged in a ton of stuff from people who I've never worked with who say, Chloe, I've been following your stuff. I've been listening to your podcast and following your advice. And I just paid off a student loan or I just did this. And oh my, nothing makes me freaking happier. But then I get these these other things where uh, people who also, you know, I haven't worked with because people who I have worked with 
know that I hate this. Um, but people I haven't worked with who are like, Chloe, look, I, I'm paying attention to my finances. I'm going to get ahead. And then it's a no spend month. And my heart just like sag, not sags, like gets sad. My heart gets sad because it's like, they have the right intent. Their heart's in the right place. They're ready for this, but they're setting themselves up for failure in so many different aspects. So many different aspects. Okay. So now that I got you all, um, you know, deep and depressed about how much this sucks, <laughs> let's talk about the four things you can do instead. These are the four steps that you can take instead of a no spend month that is going to get you farther. That's going to get you so much farther because here's the thing. Yes. Is it possible to have a no spend month and not spend um, any money and save 500 extra dollars for your goal? Yes, that is possible. Is that sustainable? No, it's not sustainable. I don't care only about quick wins. I care about sustainable wins. I care about you having financial freedom in 50 years, not just having an extra 500 towards a loan. I care about, is this sustainable? And is this positively impacting your mental health and your confidence and your, um, you know, your, just your day-to-day life? That's what I care about. And so let's talk about something you can do instead that's sustainable. Okay. The four steps. The first one, Instead of saying, I cannot spend, I want you to, in a spending category, pick a realistic target. Pick a realistic target. So let's say your, um, your, what you would qualify as your worst spending category is maybe um, Starbucks, okay? I want you to pick a realistic number for you to spend at Starbucks. The best way to do this is to go back and see how you how much you spent last month. Let's say you spent $200 at Starbucks last month. Through ask yourself, you know, if you've been listening keeping up on the podcast, you ask yourself a couple questions. Am I okay with that? Do I like that I spent $200? If so, cool, I'll keep the same goal. Am I like, "Oh my gosh, that's terrible. I do not want to be spending that. That's totally out of alignment. I want to change my goal and make it lower." Okay, cool. Let's do that. Or are you like, whoa, that's way too low. I felt so restrictive. It was terrible. I, that wasn't enough. I just, I was felt guilt and shame and ended up spending more because of that. Okay, cool. Let's increase it. Ask yourself those questions and choose a realistic goal. Once you have that goal, I want you to aim to hit that goal. Aim to hit it. And, and yes, it's okay if you say, I'm going to aim to hit it or be under. That's okay. I don't want you to say, I'm going to spend $0. I want you to spend and feel good about it. So um, set that realistic goal. And then here's a good example because we're talking about Starbucks. Load, if you have the Starbucks app, which you should because you get free stuff if you're an avid Starbucks user, you get free drinks by using it. Um, take advantage of that if you're already spending that. You can then load. Let's say your new goal is $100. You're like, I want my my aligned spending goal that I'd feel so proud about and I'd feel so good um, is $100 at Starbucks. On the first of the month, March 1st or April 1st or whenever you're listening to this, the first of the month, I want you to load $100 from your debit card to your Starbucks app. Load $100 on there. And I want you to spend, hit that or under. 
Okay. So then all month when you go to Starbucks and this goes into number two, which the second step of this is celebrate aligned spending. When you go to Starbucks and you buy that drink and you feel so good about it because you love the experience of Starbucks and you feel so fancy and it is your um, Saturday morning tradition where you wake up and you take a little walk to Starbucks and you just feel like on top of the world because you get the cute little cup and all that jazz, you feel good about it. You feel excited about it and you celebrate the fact that you just did something that is called aligned spending. You planned for something and you spent that amount and you freaking celebrate that because aligned spending is freaking sustainable. Aligned spending helps you hit your goals. Aligned spending means that there's no guilt and shame. Guilt and shame are not welcome here. They are not welcome here. Okay. And so the whole month, I want you to, this is step number three, continue celebrating hitting your goals the whole month. So let's say you have a hundred bucks and you're like, all right, so I have a hundred bucks this month to spend on Starbucks. And I just made that up. It can be 50. It can be 10. I don't care. But if I have a hundred dollars to spend and there's four weeks in the month, that means I have $25 a week at Starbucks. If I, um, you know, so maybe that's, I don't know how much your drink is, but maybe that's, if your drink is six bucks or something, okay, I can go four times a week. So on the first week when you go four times and you hit that weekly goal, you freaking celebrate. And maybe next week you're like, you know what? I'm even going to get ahead of the game. I'm only going to go three times this week. I'm going to make one coffee at home. I'm going to go three times this week. and I'm going to be ahead of my goal. But the three times that I go, I'm going to be so proud of myself because I'm still living my life. I'm still enjoying what's my spending. I'm hitting my goals too. I'm spending what feels good. I'm still hitting my savings goals. I'm still hitting my paying off debt goals and I get my Starbucks. Okay, that's step number three. And then step number four is at the end of the month, I want you to update that total for next month. How did you do? Did $100 feel really aligned and you were able to hit that goal and feel really good about it? Okay, cool. Ask yourself the three questions. Do I feel good and I want to make $100 the total for next month? Was that way too restrictive? And it was, you know, I, I, I missed my goal a little bit or I was a little bit over or um, it just felt really negative for me. I want to make it 120 next month. Okay, cool. Or were you like, wow, that was really easy to hit $100. I want to put $25 more towards debt. And next month I want to allocate $75 towards Starbucks spending. Perfect. Awesome. Then do that. Make aligned decisions that you feel really good about update it for the next month, and then start the process over. Set a realistic goal. Celebrate every single time you align your spending and alignment, and then celebrate when you hit the goals. Celebrate when you hit the weekly goals. Celebrate when you hit the monthly goals. And then apply these same principles to shopping, to eating out, to doing all of that stuff. Instead of saying, I'm not going to spend and setting yourself up for failure, what if we set ourselves up for sustainable success? What if we set ourselves up for not feeling guilty and shameful about our spending, but feeling really empowered about it? How would that change other things in our life? How would that change so much else in your day-to-day? Like this stuff is so empowering and so impactful. And it starts from understanding not just, oh, okay, I shouldn't do the no spend month, but understanding why and understanding the impact it has on you not just the money, but deeper than that, deeper than money. 
deeper than money. It's not just about the financial result. It's about your life. It's about your happiness. It's about your, um, you know, everything surrounding money for you. I want you to be happy. Your mental health and all that stuff is so important too. It's not just about the money. And the good news is from doing the second thing, from, from doing the aligned spending, the aligned spending challenge, by doing that, you hit your financial goals and spending gets to be fun. You get best of both worlds. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you like this episode, go leave a review. Seriously, it means so much to me. It means so freaking much to me. Um, And yeah, I hope you have a great freaking week this week. Let's freaking go Monday. Let's go. Have a great rest of your week and tune in next week for a brand new episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.